Holocaust in Hungary, it can happen here. This is chapter two. In 1937, a man named Ferenc Zalesi was imprisoned in Hungary. He was a right-wing radical and he had formed a new party called the National Socialist Party. That became the nihilist Karetz Party, which is called the Aerocross Party in later years. The prime minister, Kalman Duranyi, who himself was a moderate anti-Semite, conferring with his counterpart and had meetings with Hitler himself too. During these visits, he was infected by the Hitler ideology and poisoned more and more by anti-Nazi anti-Semitism. While he was in Berlin the last time, discussing the requested higher industrial export to Germany and some territorial revisions, they let him know that all the requests that Hitler regime wanted for the solution, the pressure was so tremendous that after returning from Berlin, shortly before the Austrian Anschluss, he thought it was necessary to inform the Hungarian people at the time it arrived to make changes in the law to solve the Jewish problem in Hungary. After Germany, Hungary was the first one in Europe to declare the necessity of a state law to resolve the Jewish problem. In his radio speech to the nation on March 5, 1938, in the Hungarian city of Gyor, he explained the several necessary changes in the economy, industry, and some other fields too. Due to Hitler's Nazi regime standing point about the future good relationship between the two nations and the possible territorial revisions, he was forced to take the necessary steps to propose a law that would control and curb the Jews in many different ways. When the regent, Admiral von Horthy, elevated him from Secretary of Agriculture to the Prime Minister post, he did not even think that his new Prime Minister would promote anti-Semitism and try to do things behind his back. Meanwhile, on March 13, 1938, the Nazis invaded Austria, and in a very short time they took control of everything. With that move, the anti-Semitism was creeping closer and closer to the Hungarian border. The Austrian Jews were following the fate of the outcast German Jews down the hill on the road to the horror and total destruction. Unfortunately and unwillingly, Hungary became the neighbor of a dominant power, Hitler's Third Reich. Having a superpower next to Hungary's borders put more pressure on Prime Minister Durrani. Right away he introduced a proposition to the parliament about a new law, which would be a partial solution to the Jewish problem. Opposition to the proposed law was tremendous. A big percentage of the population, politicians, businessmen, high-ranking military personnel, and landowners were against the proposed law. But the majority in both houses, Parliament, accepted it. Unfortunately, even the Roman Catholic Cardinal, Sir Reddy Justinian, and several bishops of other religions voted in favor of the new law. The reason they gave for their decision was that this law will calm down public uproar and lessen the anti-Semitism in the whole country. Later on, history proved this did not happen in the way they thought it would. Instead, it was a death sentence for many of the Hungarian Jewish people. This was the first of many decisions made by the parliamentary people against the will of the ordinary people to the detriment of everyone in Hungary. Prior to this law, there was no ban on Jews being employed in the government or military service or many jobs in the private sector. But this law would change that. Effective on May 29, 1938, effective immediately, this first Jewish law was forced, and the Prime Minister re- resigned from the pressure of Regent von Horthy. 
The religious leaders, after they voted for the law, then tried to get some favors for those Jews who left their original faith and were baptized by any other Christian religion. The law was going to control employment of the Jews in commercial, industrial, and intellectual fields. There was actually a percentage set. Jewish employment was raised at that point from 6.2% to 20% maximum. That sounds good on its face. The reason for this is the government, as the government said, is because Jews cannot be any longer employed in government jobs, military service, and in some jobs in the private sector. Now, prior to this law, the Supreme Court had previously determined that Jews were a race and not a religion, so could not be discriminated on that basis. However, the law disregarded that, the new law disregarded that, and considered anyone a Jew who is a member of the Jewish diocese or who has been baptized after July 31, 1919, or if one or both parents are Jewish. The new law also points out that the extended employment of Jewish people in commercial, industrial, intellectual, or any other field is harmful and dangerous and is threatening to national security. Therefore, to curb the employment of the Jews is a must for the nation. In the intellectual sector, for a five-year period, 3,000 persons will be discharged each year. It did not sound too bad, but the government brought new orders and more restrictions that made the existence of the Jews impossible in the future. Now here it gets a bit complicated. Prior to World War II, Czechoslovakia had control over a large portion of the population of Hungary. The borders had been shifted after the First World War. About a million people. So to make this more palatable, in 1938, Germany and Italy accepted Hungary's request for a territorial revision. They decided to give back to Hungary a piece of land that was taken away from Hungary after the First World War. Most of those people were Hungarians, and they were now going to be returned to the mainland. But with that new territory, a new problem surfaced for the government. With the population gain, Hungary gained about 78,500 Jews. So this made the present situation even worse. While many organizations tried to fight the proposed law, the majority of the parliament would not relent and stayed in favor of the new law. No matter how hard opposition fighting was against it, they could not stop it. In addition to that, while this argument went on in Parliament, members of the Nihilist Party on February 3, 1939, decided to retaliate against Jewish protests against the law, and they launched a brutal attack on Jewish people who were coming out from a synagogue after a service on Dohani Street. From the top of an apartment house on the opposite side from the synagogue, they threw hand grenades at the people leaving the church. Several were seriously injured, and some of them died later. The police department could not find the suspects. That outrageous, brutal attack frightened most of the Christian people, but it still not changed the mind, their minds, about anti-Semitism. On the very day of the brutal attack, Parliament voted again and accepted the proposal. The Prime Minister, Bela Imrady, in his statements and speeches in different cities, tried to explain to the Hungarian people why the second Jewish law was necessary. He pointed out that since the first law was enacted almost a year ago, the Jews in Germany and Italy were facing very strict laws. The neighboring smaller states like Slovenia, Czechoslovakia, and Romania were also curbing Jewish rights rapidly. Hungary was the only country where Jewish population is relatively better off than any other country. In Hungary, today, we have Jewish politicians, statesmen, doctors, lawyers, landowners, and all types of employment in the private sector. 
This is one of the reasons why the Jews fled these countries and were taking refuge in Hungary. Since the Anschluss, the Jewish population increased by 100,000 in Hungary. Prime Minister Imrady now openly cited the Nazi German pressure and demand for another and more strict Jewish law. Unfortunately for him, a sudden problem showed up which put a rapid stop to his Prime Minister career. The Nihilist Party, although their leader was in prison, showed their aspiration for power. They started to distribute leaflets accusing the Prime Minister of having a Jewish origin. Prime Minister Imrady held speeches in different cities denying the accusations. Accusations. On February 15, 1939, when he found out the opposition party had documents in their possession to prove his Jewish origin, he called his party for a meeting in Parliament. He told him it had just come to his knowledge what he did not know before, that, that his grandmother on his father's side had Jewish ancestors and therefore it, is duty, it was his duty to resign and give up the Prime Minister position. The Regent von Horthy did not waste any time replacing him ready, and on February 16, 1939, he gave the Prime Minister position to his old friend, prominent aristocrat, Grof Paul Telecki. The new Prime Minister did not believe in anti-Semitism himself. He had business connections with high-class Jewish bankers and other businessmen. He was friendly with many of the high-society Jews had transaction with them, but under pressure from Hitler's Nazi regime, he voted for the new restriction law. His vote made the new law by one vote as a majority. The second Jewish law was enacted and announced on May 5, 1939, effective immediately. Just like the first one, it said a person is a Jew whose one parent or two of the grandparents were Jews and belongs to the Jewish diocese now or before. Again, exceptions for those who were baptized before August 1st, 1919. It reinstated the former 1920 law, which controlled the Jews' enrollment to university. It restricted the first Jewish law's 20% employment in commercial and industrial fields to 6%, and the intellectual and private sector employment was reduced to 12%. The only trouble was the results of this new law did not turn out to be acceptable to the good-hearted Christian people or the leaders of the different religions. The Christian people did not believe in anti-Semitism, but in one year, by proposing, reasoning, and arguing over the Jewish laws, the government itself was trying to control and change the people's minds. The majority of the politicians were accusing the Jews of crimes they had never committed and calling them the enemies of the Hungarian people. The propaganda started to work. Changed and poisoned by this propaganda and hateful anti-Semitism speech, they were ready to accept the Nazi ideology. Prior to this time, the German population that worked in Hungary amounted to only 3% nationwide, but in the defense industry, the ratio was 40% Jewish. The German propagandists thought it was now was the right time to secure the rights of the German minority in Hungary. And again, because of Nazi pressure, on April 30, 1939, the Prime Minister allowed them to organize, and they formed the VDU party. After the German after that, the German regime had two reasons to interfere with Hungary's interior matters, the Jewish problem and the German minority in Hungary. The second Jewish law started to show its results before the five-year phase-in period ended. By the end of 1942, controlling the private Jewish businesses and discharging Jews from commercial and industrial fields left 59,000 Jews unemployed. That meant 225,000 Jews, including family members, were left without any source of food supply and everything else. Some of them also lost their citizenship and their voting rights. These people almost overnight became second-class citizens, and without the help of Jewish organizations, they would have starved to death. 
but the beginning of the Second World War brought more restrictions yet. On September 1, 1939, Germany declared war against Poland. The mighty German army started across the borders the same day. Hungarian Regent Admiral von Horthy denied the German military leader's wish to let the Wehrmacht and Slovak forces go through Hungarian territory and attack the Polish military from the back. Poland and Hungary had always had a good relationship in the past, and the regent did not think it would be fair to stab an old friend in the back. With the last territorial revision, Hungary became a neighbor to Poland. While fighting the Russians and then the Germans, tens of thousands of Polish military and citizens, including thousands of Jews, fled Poland in fear of the communists and then the Nazis. The Polish government hopelessly was waiting for help from Western powers. Although Poland had signed a treaty with England and France, which promised military help if needed, none of them kept their promises. All that London and Paris did was condemn Hitler's actions and declared war against Germany. In the early 1940s, Hitler decided to take over Romania because he needed the Romanian oil wells. Naturally, he wanted the Hungarian regent to let the Wehrmacht divisions come through Hungary. Von Horthy and the Prime Minister did not agree to it because they wanted Hungary, Hungary to stay neutral. But after a short time, Hitler canceled his request because he had changed his mind. Instead of taking over Romania, on May 10, 1940, German forces went through Belgium and the Netherlands. Since Germany was officially at war with France, after taking over Nederland, its forces did not stop at the French border but started to move right in. France was not able to stop the mighty German Nazi military forces, and after a very short time, June 22, 1940, France surrendered without any condition. On June 26, Hitler was demanding an immediate turnover of some of the territories from Romania. The Romanian government asked Hitler to help them against the Russian aggressor. Hitler, since he needed Romanian oil production, was willing to send some Wehrmacht to help stop the Russian invaders. The Hungarian regent and prime minister changed their standing and agreed to let German military across Hungarian territory. They changed their mind because Hitler was promising another territorial revision for Hungary. He kept his promise on, 19, on August 30, 1940, through a German-Italian conference that was called in Vienna. That was the second territorial revision in favor of Hungary. They decided to give back Hungary another piece of land which was taken away from Hungary after the First World War and is presently occupied by Romania. According to the referees, about a thousand square kilometers, including 1.2 million Hungarians and several thousand Jews, were given back to Hungary. By that time, new territorial, with the new territorial gains, the number of Jews in Hungary increased to over 700,000. On September 15, 1940, the Hungarian military forces moved in and took over that part of Transylvania. On November 20, 1940, the Regent von Horthy and Prime Minister Teleki signed a three-power treaty and officially became an ally of Nazi Germany. Prime Minister Teleki, due to the increased German demands, started to work on the third Jewish law. Meanwhile, without enacting any new law, some other orders were announced by the government. All Jewish members of Parliament were expelled because no Jew could be employed by the government those persons who had an officer rank in the military could now serve in labor units as helpers without any firearms. Those Jews of draft age would be serving in labor units or camps under military order. That was the last regulation from Prime Minister Teleki. He never believed in anti-Semitism, and whatever he did to curb the Jews in any way was because of Nazi pressure. On December 12 of 1940, the Prime Minister of Foreign Affairs, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Count Istvan Saki and the Yugoslav Prime Minister signed a peace treaty between Hungary and Yugoslavia. On March 25th of 41, Germany forced Yugoslavia to sign a three-power treaty between Germany, Italy, and Japan. 
At the time, British troops landed in Greece, and the war in the Balkans now looked imminent. Although the Yugoslav government signed a treaty with Germany, public opinion and the majority of the military opposed the treaty. The regime had to resign. King Peter II took over power. His Prime Minister, General Simovitz, and his cabinet, who openly expressed their feelings toward England and their hate toward the Nazis, declared the treaty signed by the former regime as void. They started an all-over-the-country demonstration against the Nazis. When Hitler heard about this problem, he became furious. He ordered his military to destroy the renegade country. He was demanding participation of the Hungarian military and the right-of-way for his motorized military forces through the capital of Hungary, down south to the Yugoslav border. The Regent von Horthy and Prime Minister Teleki found themselves in a tragic situation. Only four months after they signed a peace treaty, Yugoslavia, they were now being forced to wage war against the same country, breaking their word and voiding the treaty. Prime Minister Teleki knew the German demand was going to make him break his word, which was unacceptable to him as a statesman. He did everything in his power to oppose and stop Hitler's demand, all to no avail. The Regent von Horthy, although he didn't like to be a puppet for Hitler, was becoming one. He looked at the situation in a more practical way. He knew Hungary was too small and not strong enough to fight or stop Hitler's gigantic military forces or change Hitler's mind to take over Yugoslavia by force. Hitler didn't want his, his military to go through the Austrian Alps, so he chose the easier way, crossing through Hungary. The region knew that if he denied Hitler's demands, there would be an immediate German occupation of Hungary. Besides, he was thinking about the territorial gain for Hungary, which was promised by Hitler in March 27, 1941 in Berlin. Hitler promised to give back part of Yugoslavia, which belonged to Hungary before the First World War. On March 28 of 41, Regent von Horthy sent a written answer to Hitler expressing his thanks for offering him another territorial gain. The Regent von Horthy called an emergency meeting on April 1, 1941 with his top military advisors and decided the Hungarian military would enter Yugoslavia only after she was completely destroyed by the German Wehrmacht. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Teleki contacted the Hungarian consulate in London and learned that the British government will stop all connections with Hungary if they let the German forces attack Yugoslavia from Hungarian territory. Britain declared it would declare war against Hungary immediately if Hungary did this for Hitler. Prime Minister Teleki could not take the fact that he was defeated. On the early morning of April 3, 1941, he took his own life. In a note he left behind, he said he broke his word and the treaty he signed just a few months before, and that fact made him feel so guilty he found no other way out but to end his life. He was one of the rare politicians who believed in justice, integrity, and the rights of the citizens of a country. You just can't find a person like him anymore, either in Europe or in the whole world. The next day, the regent nominated another politician, Laszlo Bardosi, to the prime minister position. On the same night that Minister Teleki committed suicide, motorized Wehrmacht forces crossed the Hungarian border and kept moving south to the Yugoslav border. The Nazi warplanes were buzzing over Budapest all day long. Hitler did not trust the Hungarian government and wanted to make sure that nothing will double-cross his plans. The German attack against Yugoslavia started on the 6th of April in 41, and the Blitzkrieg was finished in less than two weeks. On April 17th, the Yugoslav army capitulated, and on April 11th, three Hungarian divisions crossed the Yugoslav border with minimal loss as they moved toward the original borders of Hungary 
and stopped there on the 14th of the month. As a result of this takeover, some 25,000 more Jews came under Hungary's control. Winston Churchill cut off diplomatic connections between the Hungarian government and Britain on April 7, 1941, and the British consul left Budapest immediately. Due to the English-Hungarian friendship, he hesitated to declare right away, as some communication still existed between the two nations through shortwave broadcasting. As I close this second chapter, I'll make an editorial comment uh, backed up by George's text that Hitler did not originally want the Holocaust. That came later. What he wanted was all the Jews out of Germany and eventually out of Europe. But countries like the United States and Britain had absolutely no interest in allowing Jews to immigrate to these countries.